And the key is, don't judge because you don't know everything. Just maybe some things can happen in a church service that we haven't seen or heard before, and it doesn't mean it's not good. Um, there's actually a scripture, we'll go to it later if we have time, where David was dancing before the Lord because they just recovered the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God in those days, and he was dancing, I mean, he was throwing off his coat in the street and dancing, and, and everybody was celebrating, and his wife, Saul's daughter, his wife mocked him and said, David, you were a fool today in front of all the maidens, throwing off your coat, dancing all crazy. He, she mocked her husband uh -huh. for doing something she didn't understand. Right. And he told her, he said, he, said, he said, baby, let me tell you something. <laughs> Michael, he said, let me tell you something. You thought that was wild today? I did it before the Lord. I didn't do it for a hand clap or an applause from you or anybody else. I didn't do it to be seen of men. And he said, by the way, I'll be even more vile than this for the Lord. It says in the last verse of that chapter, from that day, David's wife could have no children. Interesting. She should have repented is what she should have done. Yeah. But in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul's instructing the New Testament church concerning some of the meetings that we're going to be talking about tonight and that we're going to experience this weekend with Mark Hankins Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and Sunday night at 6. 6. I want to get that in your mind. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Not 7. 1 Corinthians 14, Paul's addressing certain meetings they were having in Corinth. And I want you to notice this. Verse 26, Paul said, How is it then, brethren, when you come together? What's that? Brothers and sisters coming together is what we call church. How is it then, brethren, when you come together? Every one of you has something. Now, wait a second. Why do most people go to church? To get something. And that's good. That's fine. But these people came because they were overflowing with something. They were living for God between services. They were getting filled with the Spirit at home. They were getting revelation from God at home. And when they came to church, they weren't just sucking. They were giving. They were serving. Now don't get me wrong. It's good to get what you need in church. Sometimes we need that. This world tries to beat you up. I know. I live in it. But these people were so filled with God, they came together and they all were bursting like with a testimony and a tongue and a psalm and a hymn and a doctrine. Yep. And Paul, look what Paul instructed. He said, how is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you has a psalm. Now, church, he's not talking about going to the book of Psalms and pulling something out that David wrote. He's talking about a fresh psalm to you. I mean, the Bible talks about speaking psalms and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. Man, this is something the church has been ripped. It's, it, to me, it's almost as, it's almost as, what's the word? I don't like the word sad. It's almost as disappointing. I don't like that word either. But it's not cool that the church is being ripped off from these things. Right. Many of the church is being ripped off from praying in other tongues. They haven't been taught or whatever they don't believe, but, and they're being ripped off. But a lot of people who do speak in tongues, they're being ripped off in this area of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We're supposed to be doing that regularly. And those psalms and hymns and spiritual songs that come directly from the Lord to you and through you are going to help you get through the toughest days of your life. Amen. Like they helped David get through the toughest 
valley of the shadow of death, God gives him a psalm and he gets through it and he gets through the other side and he's victorious because God gave him a word. Right. Man, what if Christians were getting these words every day instead of taking medicine? This is God's medicine. He wants to give you psalms. He wants to give you hymns, spiritual songs if you're a singer. And those psalms, those words will help you to get through the toughest challenges of life. This is one of the reasons so many believers are down and out. They're not doing what David did. They're not opening themselves up to God. Praying long enough to receive something from Him that will help them. Oh, the advantage we have in the New Testament. Are you kidding me? The Bible says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, pray that he may interpret. I've interpreted tongues at times that have come out of my spirit in my own private prayer time at times. Not all have praying in tongues has to be interpreted. You talk about getting through stuff. Oh, let, let me say this too. Uh, let me say this before we show the video. I was going to mention this during the offering because of, of what you're supporting, what we're supporting here as a church. I was praying in tongues on this land before this building was built. We own the land, but we were believing God for the money to get started on this thing. And I was walking our dog, Missy, big kind of German shepherd dog, and walking out there, praying in tongues, you know, just walking on the land and dreaming and seeing with the eye of faith, you know, and trying to picture what the building's going to look like. And, and I prayed in tongues, and I said, Lord, I pray that I may interpret. Because I just had a sense I needed to interpret this tongue. So I said, Lord, I pray that I may interpret. L listen to what he gave me for this church. He said these words, quote, The teachings that are coming forth in Faith Heights Church are producing an attitude of faith in the people of Faith Heights Church. And that attitude of faith is subconsciously activating a life of victory. And many of them don't even know it. But it's happening. Amen. It's subtle. It's happening. Son, the teachings that are coming. This is what we're supporting here. One of the greatest things about this church is what's being developed in us over time. Thank God for the flash. Thank God for the sparkles on all. But one of the greatest things that's happening in this church is we're being developed in our calling. We're growing and we're maturing. And there's things happening on the inside of us that are going to last forever. Getting us through stuff in this life that we wouldn't get through. You know, one, of the, one of the most interesting things about going to church, one of the greatest benefits is invisible. One of the greatest benefits about going to your church on a regular basis is the, the bad stuff that couldn't happen to you because of the development and the road you're on. Right. You won't even know about the bad stuff that didn't happen because it didn't even rear its ugly head. You were steered away from it. The stuff that went inside of you helped you to get on a different road. You didn't even see it, but the devil had traps to destroy you and destroy your marriage and your family. But because of the development, you didn't even get near it. And a lot of people don't realize one of the greatest benefits of church is what's developed in you over time. Not the excitement you feel in the midst of a Holy Ghost meeting, but what's developed in you over time. And so I just want to say it one more time. The Lord said the teachings that are coming forth, not just from me. We have a lot of people teach in our church. The teachings that are coming forth in Faith Heights Church are producing an attitude of faith in the people of Faith Heights Church. And it's subconsciously activating a life of victory. In other words, we're living in a level of victory today we're not even totally aware of because of what's been happening to us over the months and years that we've been here. We determined a long time ago not to be an entertainment center. 
We are an equipping center. Entertainment doesn't help much when the evil day comes. Bad doctor's report or whatever, but equipping will help you. You know how to talk right, rebuke right, pray right, believe God. Bad report comes your way, you overcome it. Amen. I'd rather people be informed than just inspired. Teaching will help inform you. Preaching will help inspire you and inform you. But we need way more than entertainment. We need equipping. Because there are demons. Right? There are demon powers. There is sin. There is temptation. There is crazy people. Right? There is a curse of the law going on all around us. And equipping will help you live above it. So read on here. He said, how is it, brethren, every one of you has a psalm has a doctrine, that would be a teaching or a mini-teaching. Every one of you has a tongue. So that's why I believe I paused tonight and said, just check your heart and see if, a, if there's a, a tongue, a, a message in tongues that God wants you to speak out by the unction. Has a tongue. Every one of you has a revelation. That's something you've received from the Lord that He's revealed to. Hath an interpretation. Because the revelation and the interpretation can come through the tongue. And then he said, let all things be done unto edifying. So I thought it was interesting, church. This is, we need to come to church, especially in these last days, already to a degree filled. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's something God's going to give you on Thursday that this person's going to need on Friday. Right. And God's going to give somebody over there something on Wednesday that you're going to need on Friday. Because what he gives to that person is not just for that person. The Bible says, as you've received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Did you ever think about getting filled with the Spirit for somebody else's sake who really needs something? So we all have a part of this. and We all need to be stirring ourselves up in this area. Now, we're going to go to a video here. I just want to say, after this video, I'm going to show you a couple scriptures and we'll be done tonight. But after the video, I'm going to share a few scriptures because you're going to see some things in this video that you may have never seen before. All right, it's called a Holy Ghost meeting. And Brother Hagen did not have these every week. He did not have them at once every month. He had them at times. And he was very concerned that this move of the Spirit would be lost to the next generation if we didn't teach it. To the next generation. That's why I'm so thankful for camp this year. First night, 30 people got, 30 kids got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. And we've got a little nine-minute video that we're going to show you on Sunday about camp, and testimonies of about 20 of the kids, I think, talking about certain things that happened to them at camp. And I'm so glad. I'm so thankful our kids understand, filled with the Spirit, speaking with other tongues and demonstrations of the Spirit, and manifestations of the Spirit. Do you realize there are, the Bible talks about Acts 3.19, that there's supposed to be times, plural, of refreshings that come to us, says, joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's a joy you can't contain. Do you ever remember the wise men? You all know the Christmas story, right? Wise men from the East. It said, when they saw the star, this is wise men, because some people would look at this and say, foolish. But the Bible says, wise men from the east, right. came from the east, 
to worship Jesus. When they saw the star, now catch this, the wise men. When they saw the star, the wise men rejoiced with exceeding great joy. That's the kind of joy that messes your hair up. And these were what? Foolish people do that. No, these were, God calls them wise. The Bible talks about, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, demonstrations of the Spirit and of power, that people's faith rests not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And these kind of meetings are necessary at times. And we were at that meeting, and Marty, the guy that was closing there, he was at our church, at this church, for a whole uh, week of glory that we had. If you were here, you remember Marty. And uh, man, we had a good time. And a lot of the people you saw in the video have been to our church, and we're just so thankful for it. But turn with me. I'm going to just show you one more scripture. Turn with me to, um, I told you I was going to go to that one in Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 6. And as you're turning there, I wanted to, there, there's a whole teaching on this. If we had more time, we don't really need to get into a whole lot more. But the Bible talks about at times people falling under the power of God. In the Old Testament, it said they were in the, worshiping the Lord. A lot of times the glory of God would come in. And this is interesting. It said they fell on the pavement. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not talking ushers catching them. Right. We're not talking about carpeted floors. We, we find in Second Chronicles where it said that they were all together in one accord, worshiping the Lord, saying the Lord is good, His mercy endures forever. It said that when they were worshiping the Lord, the house was filled with a cloud. So strong that the priests could not stand. They fell. They could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. We're talking about a cloud in a building. So strong that the leadership fell. We've had that happen in our meetings. I've never seen the cloud. Other people have. I'm looking forward to the day where I actually see it with my physical eyes. Because some people say that the glory of God, the Shekinah glory of God, and talked about in the Old Testament, it looks like snow with the sun hitting it with thousands of diamonds in it. That kind of a cloud, a glory cloud, the presence of the Lord in manifestation. You remember when, the, when Saul was on the road to Damascus and a bright light appeared? It said he fell to the earth in the presence of the Lord. Even the soldiers, when they came to get Jesus, said they fell backwards when they were in the presence of the Lord. So we know we have scriptures all through the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, where people fell under the power of God. Now that doesn't mean when you're in a prayer line you have to fall to get healed, but sometimes you do. And uh, we've had services, (laughs) oh man, we've had some services in the old building where the youth, I mean, similar to what happened this year at youth camp, but we've got teenagers all over the floor just just drunk in the Holy Ghost. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're here Sunday, you know my message was, there's something better than this world's intoxication. We have all we need in our salvation. And here, this scripture, it says in Psalm 150, praise him in the dance. Right? Right. In the New Testament, it says when the elder son came in from the field because the prodigal had come home. Jesus talked about the prodigal son. It said the elder son heard music and dancing in the father's house. Now, I know what it means to hear music. What does it mean to hear dancing? They must have been having a wild good time. Why? Because somebody who was lost 
got saved. They were dead. They came back to life. And this is a type of the Father God in His house. The prodigal is the wayward Christian. The elder son is the faithful Christian who, got, who, who had some problems in the jealousy area. And the father is likened unto the heavenly father. And the Bible said he heard music and dancing in the father's house. At times, that is totally in order. Even though it looks out of order, it's totally in order. Because if the Spirit of God's controlling the meeting, then it's, in, it's totally in order. How many of you think the Lord could just, just let us see a tiny bit of His glory tonight? And before we knew it, we'd all be dancing like they were dancing up there without even thinking about it. Just a little bit of His glory and we'd be gone. You know what I mean, gone? Because the joy of heaven would hit you. The peace that passes understanding would hit you. Yeah, sometimes I think, so, you know, we think some of these people that you know, they don't dance, they don't shout, they don't do anything. I'm just waiting for the day when God reveals a little bit more of his glory to these people and they're going to outdance us all. <laughs> so, well, I'm not like that. Well, wait till the glory is manifested. You'll probably be the first one in line. So 2 Samuel chapter 6. And like I said, there's a whole teaching in these demonstrations and manifestations of the Spirit. And Acts 3.19 says we're supposed to be expecting times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Are you there in 2 Samuel? And if you would, please look at chapter 6, verse 14, and then we'll bounce to verse 16, and then we'll look at verse 20 through 23. David danced. Who's this? This is a king. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like the President of the United States even more going wild because of the presence of God. Warrior. Well, I'm a warrior. I don't do things like that. Best war greatest warrior ever lived, King David. David danced before the Lord. Now, let me just make a distinction here. We dance in the Spirit today. Because right. we got the Spirit in us. We're in Him. We dance in the Spirit. David danced before the Lord. You know, kind of. You know, he was kind of, you know, no, with all his might. Yep. Why? Because they just recovered the presence of the Lord yes. from Obed-Edom's house. So they, he danced before the Lord with all of his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod. Keep going. Next, now go to verse 16. And, and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. Now can I stop here for a second? Church. If they're leaping and dancing in the Old Testament, I wonder what the New Testament would produce. Because the New Testament is a better covenant established upon better promises. Well, if they were leaping and dancing under a shadow of things to come, how much more should we be joyful in the light? Now, your flesh will hold you back. Your unrenewed mind will hold you back. But in certain, at certain times, God wants to refresh His people. And you talk about a refreshing. There is no drug. There is no alcohol. There is no drink. There is no shot. There is no, there's nothing that can compare to times of refreshing that come to us from the presence of the Lord. Meetings like this changes your entire life drastically that night, but for the rest of your life, you're just on a different road you never would have been on if you weren't in a meeting like that. You're thinking a little different. You're believing a little different. That's keeping you in a place of safety and prosperity and blessing. 
Amazing. So, she's, she's persecuting her husband for dancing before the Lord. And it said, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Now stop, just think about this. She's seeing something she's never seen before. And she went the despising route and it was not well with her. But the cool thing about it is David then go, oh, I'm sorry, honey. Yeah, gosh, I feel so foolish. I'm so embarrassed. He didn't go that route either. Look at the next verse. Well, actually, is it verse 20, I think it is? Then David returned to bless his household, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious, she's mocking, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaidens of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself throughout, threw off some outer garments. David said unto Michal, All right, he said, Baby, it was before the Lord which chose me before your father, Saul, and before all, the, all this house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play before the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Is there times the Lord just wants us to have a good time? Yes. Yeah. Hmm? In the spirit. Yeah. David said, I will play before the Lord. There's some people, there, there's some people that need to get delivered from themselves. Because it takes a step of faith to go this direction when the whole world says you're crazy. But do we, when, when, when do we start letting the world, what they say, move us? Hmm? Jesus said, they hated me, and if you're following me, they're going to hate you. There's some things the world's not going to understand. There's some things some church people are not going to understand. And for one reason, because they don't, they don't, they're never taught these things. So he's playing. He said, I, I, therefore, I will play before the Lord. Next verse. And David said to his wife, I will yet be more vile than this. You think this is something. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and will be base in my own sight, which is good. And of the maidservants which you have spoken of, them shall I be had in honor. Yeah. Next verse. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. Like I said, she should have repented because the Lord would have forgave her. And so I'm excited. We got Mark Hankins coming in. Sunday, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. And I don't know what direction the Lord's going to go, but I'm open. Because times of refreshing, similar to what we saw on the screen here and some of the things I mentioned to you right now, are more necessary than people think or realize or feel. Very necessary. There are spiritual things that happen during meetings like this that go out into your future and make things way better than if you never were in meetings like this. I feel for churches that don't believe in these things and they, they mock these things. I feel for churches like that. But thank God we're not one of those churches. Are you ready for this weekend? Let's stand up and pray for it before we're dismissed. Oh, let me say this. Let me say this to you. In the book of Kings, I think it's, I think it's 1 Kings, it said that Elijah, it said that the hand of the Lord came on him and he outran the chariots. Say, what about this running? Well, sometimes the hand of the Lord will come on you. 
And, and if it's a meeting that's going that direction, you know, you don't want to just be out of order, but if it's a meeting that's going that direction, sometimes the hand of the Lord will come upon you and you'll run and it's a spiritual sign that you're running for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you're doing something that's going to break through something. Here's, here's the deal. If you want to see something you've never seen before, you're going to have to do something you've never done before. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Rich's daughter, Nikki, got healed running one day when Jesse Duplantis was here. Yes. She was diagnosed terribly. You heard her testimony not too long ago. She got delivered and she got healed. She started running, gained weight supernaturally, got healed of the disease. Mm -hmm. yep. When everything in the natural said, don't even walk, let alone run. Right. right. But we were singing a song, I'm free to run, I'm free to dance, I'm free to shout, I'm free to sing. And she got totally healed and delivered. Did I get it all? Let's see. Oh, laughing. Laughing. He, Psalm 2, he that sits in the heaven shall laugh. Yes, sir. At who? At the enemy that's coming against yes, his people. Sir. And he said he will have them in derision. And we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, so we need to laugh too. Yeah. Even if you don't get the joke, just laugh, laugh out of respect. If, if God's laughing, start laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Amen. And it falls into the category of joy unspeakable, full of glory. So good. I remember the first time I saw somebody dance in the Holy Ghost. You don't even need music to dance in the Spirit. And, and when I saw it, see, I, I was... I was I wanted the will of God more than anything. I was willing to do anything for the Lord, even die for Him. When you're at that place in your life, the Lord starts revealing things to you that are amazing. It's when you hold back that you don't see a lot. I was, I, first time I saw, it was at a Kenneth Hagin satellite meeting uh, when we had the satellite stuff going on. and uh, I think it was Annie Durant. And she was dancing in the Holy Ghost. And I was like, I was looking at it going, what in the world am I seeing? But something spoke to my spirit and said, this is coming from heaven. There was a peace. Now, could have, I could have been in the critical mold, mode. I could have yielded to the devil, yielded to his oppression, and ran away from that. But I knew in my spirits, this is coming from heaven. There was something sweet about it. You can tell when it's a move of the spirit. You can tell when it's just flesh. And you can tell when it's actually the devil. Right. You can yeah. tell. When it's the Holy Spirit, it's just something on the inside of you going, yes. When it's the flesh, it's kind of like, you know something's wrong. It's like taking a shower with your socks on. Something's, <laughs> something just doesn't feel right. <laughs> and if it's the enemy, like the hair on the back of your neck sometimes will stand up.